Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Face Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080, 96.5 TIC-FM and Light 100.5 WRCH. Aaron Kupek with you this Sunday morning and we are pleased to be joined by Bruce Adams, President and CEO of the Credit Union League of Connecticut. Good morning to you, sir. Well, good morning, Aaron. Thanks for having me on. Well, let's start with the PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program offered by the federal government as part of the $2.2 trillion stimulus package passed earlier this month. We understand it is now out of money. Uh, Tell us what business owners should know. Well, I think the first thing that business owners should know is that uh, there's more money coming. And uh, I think it's... um, it started at $349 billion and uh, some amount somewhat less than that will, will come in uh, and businesses will be uh, able once again to, um, to uh, make their applications and, uh, and access that relief. And as we sit here, we, we don't know what the, the remedy is going to be specifically, but what advice are you giving business owners who maybe haven't applied yet? Well, this, the advice is simple. You don't wait uh, to to get your ducks in a row. So uh, if you do business with a credit union, call your credit union and uh, ask uh, for assistance. If you do business with a bank, do the same thing. Um, getting all of the information you think you might need ready will put you in a good position to apply when the new round of funding comes in. And That's really important. Backing up a minute... How does this work? They're called loans, but in many cases, they are forgivable loans if employers keep workers on the payroll, correct? Of course. And that's really a, a big you know, reason why uh, this program was created. Uh, it's to help employers keep their employees on the books uh, and keep people, because you know, when that happens, people stay in their homes. People can buy their prescriptions. People can um, uh, you know, pay their rent or buy food. And that's a really, uh, I think, important difference uh, from the subprime mortgage crisis of, you know, 10 years ago or so. And today, uh, today, we have realized, I think, on a national level, that we need to get the support out to the to the individual level and stabilize that community. And so the Paycheck Protection Program works by giving the employer and there's a little formula and you can factor in some things, but, but essentially you can get up to two and a half times your monthly payroll. 
And uh, you use you have to use that money to pay your employees, of course. Um, and if you do that and you don't uh, lay off any employees in a certain time frame, uh, then that loan can turn into a grant, um, which would be forgivable. And, um, and that's important. Um, speaking of forgivable loans uh, and, and something that um, listeners may be anticipating is uh, if, if somebody forgives a debt, sometimes that becomes taxable. But the IRS has said that uh, these loans, when they get forgiven, would not go into your uh, into your tax, into your applicable tax. So that's good news. What have you been hearing from business owners on the ground in Connecticut in the early days of this program? Has the demand for it been strong? The demand is, has been really strong. And it was so strong that the um, Small Business Administration's uh, system portal for processing these loans uh, got bogged down. Uh, banks and credit unions uh, put uh, greater you know, human resources involved. They worked late hours. They worked over the weekends trying to find those times where the system would be less burdened. Um, and it still uh, just um, was, was a sort of a tsunami of applications. Um, as I understand it, the SBA has put in new technology, new, a new technological system um, to make processing go easier. Uh, and uh, it's widely expected that the, uh, this upcoming round of stimulus funding will be allocated out in such a way to distribute the dollars and increase the number of, of lenders um, to be able to do the work. And it seems to me that that should uh, even the flow uh, through the system in this next round and make make everybody's experience a little bit better. What sort of challenges are you hearing Connecticut businesses facing in trying to access this help? Well, there have been a number of challenges, and um, it, most of them technological, uh, based on the burden um, from having such a, a, an amazing, uh, amazingly large um, number of applicants uh, into a system that wasn't uh, prepared to receive that kind of volume. I think that's one of the challenges that that government and and certainly many uh, businesses will face in this um, in this crisis is that with so much activity coming in, if you're if you're not um, able to, to plan out your response, you're going to have uh, uh, you're going to have to do things quickly, and we see that with with the PPP. So when the SBA put together all the terms and frankly, a, a lightning fast amount of time, uh, my, my thinking is that probably they weren't able to also do the planning about their technological capability. And so what that means is that when uh, millions of people come in trying to do these loans into this portal, um, it, it gets bogged down and it can't process as fast as, as people would like. So what, what the credit unions and what the banks did uh, was reallocate their resources to work um, in many cases in off hours, in the late evenings, in the mornings, on weekends, to try to distribute their activity um, across the system at its lesser burden times. And that was a, a really good thing that the credit unions and banks did to try to help their business customers get their loans approved. I think we're going to see in the uh, next round of funding uh, a more distributed network of lenders and we're going to have those uh, dollars also allocated out in such a way as to spread the load 
Um, and of course, the SBA has had time now to uh, improve its technological capabilities for processing this stuff. The interesting thing with these loans and SBA instruments in general is that banks and credit unions are like the SBA's Main Street office. That's the the starting point. Does that pose any challenges for financial institutions? Well, sure. Uh, the, the challenge it poses for financial institutions, of course, is that we're on the front lines with our with our members, with our customers, having conversations with them and trying to put them into a product that we don't control. And so if there's delays or other problems with or, um, with the processing of it, the customer can sort of reasonably get frustrated with the, with the bank or the credit union. So that's a risk, but things are getting better. And it's a, it's a matter of education, too. And I think even more importantly than that, what everybody needs to understand, whether we're talking about money, we're talking about uh, government response to uh, reopening the country or the state, any of these things, we must have uh, remind ourselves that patience is the order of the day uh, because uh, this national response has been swift for sure uh, but because it's been swift it hasn't been fully vetted and and you know as one thing I've learned in terms of crisis management is you don't let perfect be the enemy of the good you've got to respond soon and then you've got to get better as you go and I think that's what you're seeing here uh, today in the uh, in the PPP program are there other ways to that businesses can get help beyond PPP. Oh sure, uh, businesses uh, should uh, go to their to their lender, to their to their bank or credit union, uh, and ask for uh, any number of, of um, different ways to help. I know credit unions, you know, sort of by design, we're creative financial problem solvers. So um, maybe there's um, a shorter term loan uh, for a smaller amount uh, to solve one particular problem. Um, maybe uh, a small business needs to preserve its inventory in a, in a new location or something, and, and they just need um, you know, a little bit of capital to be able to do that. Those sorts of uh, conversations are what um, credit unions were made for. Uh, so uh, you know, bring, your, bring your problem in and uh, work it out and, and see, um, see what you know, your credit union can do or your bank can do for you. Moving from businesses to individuals, what sort of help is out there for individuals, both at the federal level and the state level? Well, of course, there's unemployment. And I think that's the, the big thing to talk about. And, and we have uh, the uh, PUA, Pandemic Unemployment um, Assistance uh, money coming in that will uh, provide an additional $600 a week uh, on top of state unemployment uh, benefits. And um, we know that in the state, there's been a uh, there was a backlog in, in the state's uh, processing capabilities to get unemployment claims paid. Uh, but they've been uh, eating away at that um, very fast. And um, they made technological improvements on the fly uh, that has increased their processing capabilities greatly. Um, but individuals have needs now. And um, across my credit unions uh, in, in my state, um, they're doing so many wonderful things. I know of one that set up a, a very small fund, but just had sort of emergency cash ready for people who, you know, who had a, who had an, an immediate need to run out and, you know, hopefully not buy tons of toilet paper, but 
But, you know, to go out and get, let's say, a last minute prescription and they just were short on cash. I know there's been plenty of unemployment uh, bridge loans that they have done for their members um, at, at very, very low interest rate just to get them across the, the gap, you know, the delay gap. Um, and of course, car loans uh, and, and many other personal loans, uh, all of which um, are for, you know, that individuals take out. They all have to, uh, uh, many of them will have to get modified or changed in some way. In order to stabilize their financial status now, they will really need uh, modifications on a number of their personal loans. And credit unions have, uh, have been doing that uh, immensely. In fact, they were doing so many good things, we set up a, a website uh, to, to promote it on our, uh, on our customer-facing website. And it's, it's uh, ctcreditunions.org slash 100 years, 100 years. And it's a great place to look at some of the, uh, some of the great work that our credit unions have been doing, um, really by doing what they do by design. We weren't told to do these things. Um, and so we thought it was a good idea to, to put up a good set of uh, examples of, of the good work that we're doing. You are listening to Face Connecticut. We are talking to Bruce Adams, president and CEO of the Credit Union League of Connecticut. There is also assistance from the state when it comes to trying to pay your mortgage if you find yourself suddenly unemployed. Tell us about that program. Yeah, um, that program was a voluntary program uh, with the banks and the credit unions working with the the governor's office uh, to uh, provide relief on mortgages um, um, in, in a number of different ways. And um, that program was so uh, great for us. That pro- you know that, that process was so great for us because it really protected um, the credit unions and the banks' flexibility to provide those, those more creative um, you know, solutions uh, on your mortgage. Um, rather than, you know, having a blanket one size fits all approach. And so what we did is in working with the governor, uh, we decided that, uh, in general, if you ask for it and you're, and you are affected by COVID-19, um, you will get up to, uh, 90 days of, uh, a forbearance on your mortgage and a forbearance technically means that the payment just gets delayed, uh, so that, um, you know, as without anything more, what that means is if you've not paid for three months and month four, you've got a really big payment. And I know some people have have uh, heard things like that from their from their banks or from their credit unions. And it's confusing because there's two steps in the process. And the second step is once you get the forbearance, your credit union or your bank will work with you to find out the right um, solution for you. And so what that usually means and what I'm seeing as I look out across the spectrum of, of uh, what's happening, usually you get those three months just tacked on to the end of your loan. Um, but there are other solutions too. You could um, take those three months and put them into the, your remaining payments. Uh, and maybe when you get uh, uh, a job again, you get rehired, you can afford an extra 10 or $12 a month, whatever that might be. Or for whatever reason, maybe you think you can do a balloon payment on your last regularly scheduled payment. All of these things are options that 
um, should be available um, for the borrower to talk with the credit union or the bank about um, to try to work out the solution that works the best. And that's why it's so important for, for us to have that, that flexibility to work with borrowers, but it has to start with the forbearance. You got to sort of stop the clock and stop the payments so that we can then creatively work to, to help people through it. And as you noted, this is something that borrowers have to ask for. Don't just stop paying your mortgage because you don't have the money. No, that's right. And that's a, a very good point you, you bring up, Aaron. The, um, um, it, it's, it's never a good idea just to um, not pay. Um, and the, the more important thing, too, for us as, as credit unions in our industry is, you know, we're really a cooperative. And so what that means is, is that we use the money that other members put into us as deposits to help uh, to help other members now and this time with their financial needs. And so we we often um, live in the tension between um, supporting the, the needs of the one against the you know sort of best interests of the many. Um, and so if if you don't need the help and the accommodation, it's a better idea now. Um, to not to take it and to continue on um, as though everything is fine because you're you're actually playing a very important role in frankly our, our national recovery but certainly your your local community's recovery financial recovery um, for the people who don't need the help they shouldn't take it and because that means that there's more dollars available for the people who do need the help uh, so so that's a really important thing but when you don't to, to get more uh, directly to your question, when you don't pay your mortgage and you don't tell anybody, um, then um, no, no financial institution is going to just assume that you've been affected by COVID. Uh, and so it's important to get in early and establish that you are in need of help um, so that your financial institution can work with you to get you the help uh, uh, in, a, in the normal you know, in the normal way. Now, generally speaking, if, if you reach out to your lender and you, you set up a, an agreement to maybe put off paying your mortgage or, or fold it into future payments, is that going to hurt your, your credit score or will everything remain normal in, in terms of, you know, being up to date and paid on time? I think we'll, we're going to see more guidance about that uh, from, from the federal government um, and, and maybe from our state governments. But in general, no. The, the CARES Act, um, the big $2.2 trillion stimulus act, uh, and the governor's mortgage um, relief program all talk about um, not, uh, at least for us as credit unions and banks, um, that we should report to the credit rating agent, reporting agencies um, the, the loans as current or as uh, maybe uh, as being in a forbearance. Um, or um, other ways in order to keep the borrower at sort of status quo in terms of in terms of their credit. But you know, neither a bank nor a credit union really has the ability to um, promise that we that a person's credit rating uh, won't be affected because it's it's due to so many things in a person's life. It's really up to the the, the credit reporting agencies to. Um, to talk about what will affect or what won't affect. I know that's a little in the weeds on the details, but the important part is 
that what what we as the lenders have to do is follow um, follow the law first, uh, and certainly the uh, terms of the of the initiative, the governor's initiative that we've joined, um, in doing everything we can do um, to avoid uh, uh, reporting on a borrower's credit in such a way uh, that would likely cause a uh, a negative impact. Now, Bruce, before your your role with the credit unions, you spent time in government. Kind of pull back the curtain for us. What happens at the upper levels of government when it comes to a, a crisis response such as this? Well, certainly we all see it uh, unfolding in the moment that everybody else is seeing it unfold. Um, sometimes uh, with respect, let's say, to uh, some of the really nasty winter storms we've had uh, in the past oh, five, five or six years, um, we can get a little bit of a heads up because, uh, you know, the meteorologists are, are giving us time to prepare. Um, and so, so that sort of response can go, uh, perhaps a little bit smoother. And as, as many people will remember from governor Malloy's administration, there was a really a, a, a pretty substantial number of, of heavy duty weather events. Um, so, uh, everybody takes their piece of, of, uh, in the executive branch, everybody takes their uh, their area where they have to work, and they start planning out the scenario, the response scenarios. So, uh, people who work in the tax side will say, um, "Is this going to conflict with a tax um, filing deadline? Do we need to order that deadline to be moved?" And somebody else who's working in transportation might start making preliminary plans for. Do we close the road now, or when do we close the road, um, et cetera? And then at the and that all that information filters up uh, really to the top. Uh, and um, uh, certainly, when I was there, I would be drafting a number number of the orders, let's say to close the roads or something. Um, and those de- then those decisions are made. And so it's really uh, it's it's frankly awe. I mean, awesome in the real sense of the word how much activity happens um, and and such high quality amount of work from the beginning uh, up until the end. And obviously the devil is in the details, but also the devil is in um, is in the decision making when you've got, um, you know, a, a, a tidal wave of decisions to make. And so what that leads us um, to to believe and and I think it's it's served uh, it served Governor Malloy well. I think it's serving Governor Lamont well. Uh, and governors across the sta- uh, the country um, is, uh, as I mentioned earlier, don't let perfect be the enemy of the good. And so, wh- I, what people need is uh, competent and confident leadership, and they need decisiveness, and they need um, the honesty and transparency of those leaders to say, you know what, we're going to do it better next time around, and to bring it back back home from the earlier part of this conversation, I think that's what we're seeing in, in the PPP uh, round four, is that there's a, with the benefit of a little experience and a little feedback, the, uh, the rules will change to, um, to give uh, businesses more and better access to that money. And so that's generally how that, how that goes. You know, I think of, uh, I think of crisis uh, crises as really as marathons um, or certainly this one 
because what what we see is that the uh, the the recovery phase is going to be the end of the of the marathon, and we know that when this you know as this disease is peaking and now just starting to flatten, that's sort of the beginning part. But the hardest part of the marathon is in the middle. So that's the endurance test, and I think that's where we are. I think we're just at the at the end of the beginning of this thing, and we're starting to get better, uh, but we're all getting tired. And now is the time for us to uh, to settle into our groove, adapt to some of these new realities, and uh, uh, and just keep one foot going in front of the other. Let's hope for mile 26 soon. He is Bruce Adams, president and CEO of the Credit Union League of Connecticut. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Well, it was a real pleasure to be on, and, and uh, I look forward to uh, speaking with you again sometime. Thanks for listening to Face Connecticut. I'm Aaron Kupek. Enjoy the balance of your weekend. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t